You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Hello, Riverdale gang. Welcome back to the Critical Commentary Watch Along Podcast, the Riverdale gang, where we watch uh, the show Riverdale, which is filmed here on the unceded territories of the uh, Squamish, Musqueam, and Tsleil-Waututh Nations, uh, as well as a number of others. We're recording on those nations. Um, Riverdale goes into a lot of forests, and we can't quite keep track of many of them. <laughs> but hi! Hi! Welcome back. Welcome back. Jughead lives! Okay. <laughs> Spoiler. I accept it. I, uh, I'm, like, half disappointed that they didn't commit, and half like, completely delighted that he's not gone. Because, honestly, like, he's one of the most interesting characters in the show. Yeah. In my opinion. With, you know, with yet, with last episode, with the layers they put, with the commitment to misdirection, and uh, as, as a friend sort of reminded me, you know, of course it's trope. They're following the tropes and amplifying the tropes. Yeah. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad they rolled right through it. Instead of dragging out the mystery, because I w- really enjoyed this episode, full of payoff and um, full of ambient Riverdale payoff and commentary and acknowledgement of ridiculous meta things. Yeah, uh, I was deeply satisfied by a lot of the world building of this episode. Yeah, I enjoyed it as well. Um, I do have a couple of questions, but I'm gonna see how I feel at the end of a second rewatch. Yeah, I was I was pretty delighted by this episode, to I be honest. Agreed. I was on for the ride. Um, halfway through, I was like, "Oh my god, is there five minutes left?" Maybe I, we were at the wake, and I I checked the timestamp, thinking this is climactic. Uh, yeah. Not that it felt long or quick. It just uh, at less than halfway through, I was already feeling that tension and engagement Mm -hmm. that oh this is the payoff right and then there's more yeah uh very very cleverly layered i think in the um telling lies with a hint of truth thing yeah um i am having a little like justice for barb feels about poor jonathan Mm mm-hmm yeah, justice for Jonathan. We're going. Well, he has no lines, and then he dies. He like, has two lines at least. Justice for Jonathan. Maybe, jo- maybe Jones secretly pulling Donna's strings. I doubt it. Um, yeah, maybe. But I'm curious to see what this, um, what this operation that she's the brains of is. Yeah. Um, because Jonathan, it's this episode that Jonathan is not in. Just vanishes. And he just vanishes, and, and we get the story. From yeah. Donna. At the end of the apparently day, she, he's, like, there, two kids went missing from this school. No one noticed the other one. Yeah. There's not even going to touch that commentary-wise. Yeah, uh, no kidding. No kidding. Um, but the twist that they're killing their own and eating their own could be interesting. Yeah. Um, if they flash back and murder Jonathan for bungling Jughead's murder, I don't know. They flash forward and flash back pretty effectively this season. Um, I was here for this episode. It gave me a lot of what I wanted, and right out of the gate it gave me a lot of really, really fun moments that felt, um, it felt like psychological mature fan service. It felt like fan service for the, the, the boring grown-up in me who just like wants these kids to make good choices. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> Totally, I think that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I I'm ready 
wanting to jump in, honestly. Like, um, I thought it was pretty fun. By the way, gang, we are going to have another 10-minute political rant at the end of the uh, episode. It's an effective way of saving our rage and focusing on the pop culture uh, in convenient compartmentalization. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's jump on in, gang. If you want to watch along and sync with the Netflix Badoom or however you do, I'm going to click in three, two, one... Badoom. Soft and quiet. So. This is such a great misdirect. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, oh my god, it really is real. The amount they oh committed god. out of the gate. October 2nd, so he's a. Baby was born in 2001. Make, on the note of making me feel old. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, born after September 11th. Weird thought. Um, kudos but, to them wait, for what, what star sign is October 2nd? I don't. Uh, I don't know. What's the one I'm always mistaken for? I'm, I'm just barely a Sagittarius, and everyone calls me something that comes before Sagittarius. Yeah. I'm not that class of gay. I didn't take any any experience points in astronomy. Yeah. I I'm in maxed in some other categories and skills. That's also astrology, not astronomy. So uh, this scene, watching it again, doesn't make <laughs> sense, but it does make sense because Alice isn't in on it yet. Also, she I... She comes in on it later in the... Yeah, Betty's playing. Yeah. Um, I like that Alice's honest reaction to grief is make a documentary. I don't... I don't like it's it as a human. <laughs> yes, but I like it as an Alice character decision, mm-hmm. consistent with who she is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, truly, there is there is a vein of vicious, ambitious, slithering Kim Kardashian niche, niche yeah. wrapped in Alice's wasp shell here. I also love that Kevin is kind of part of this. Like, I love Kevin as the. The theater kid who become like his like maybe his end game is like replacing <laughs> Alice as like the town, the town whatever she is. Do not curse my boy with that dead end life. I mean, no. Boy needs not. a city. Boy needs a city, but maybe he loves his town and wants to stay, and that's okay too. I just took away that the fetish porn stirred something to, as a technical and applicable day job. The camera yeah. skills, but this also harkens back to this other part of the of the season that we haven't really dealt with yet, which is who sent the videotapes. Oh yeah, they keep that's a long game. Um, Nana Rose cameo was fabulous. Yes, hello Nana Rose. Thank you for acknowledging exactly who this woman is, and Alice yeah. knows exactly when she wants the bloodline. This the, is the so. Line. This is so weird. I honestly thought all the Cheryl material in this episode was bizarre. I loved every moment of it. I hated it. I okay. did. I don't like it. It was too balanced on the side of like wacky stir the pot Cheryl. Like we've seen Cheryl mature a bit in mm-hmm, in mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. last season, mm-hmm. and the thing about Jughead and the hobo comment, and then this is just like. Like, there's no balance back to, there's a huge gaping hole in my life full of sadness, but so I'm gonna, like, be fucking weird. Uh-huh, heckin' weird. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But th- so it was all just heckin' weird and no, like, balance back the other way. You loved it. I can see it in your face. Here's my take on this heckin' weird Cheryl. Yeah. Also, this is not how you deal with people who are, like, 
having suicidal ideation to be like, I'm going to be annoying and be around you all the time. This isn't actually what Suicide Watch is supposed to be like, but here's what I deeply, deeply loved. (laughs) This is Cheryl Mature to me. Cheryl, (laughs) Cheryl completed a plot step. At the at the mid-season hiatus, Cheryl leveled up in Mature and Grown Up. Cheryl, This is Cheryl reflecting on her loss, applying it as empathy, recognizing and naming suicidal ideation mm-hmm. that she experienced, projecting a little bit, as, as we often do when we are young with maybe one or two experiences with severe trauma, the, the coping mechanisms and strategies that she felt on her dear cousin foil. I guess so. And then doing everything in her power in her Cherylist way to move things along. Um, halfway through the episode, she's reverted to something of a bizarre mastermind. With But, but she's so naturally herself. This is stable, normal Cheryl. Stable, normal Cheryl passes the T. Yeah. It doesn't matter why or who or when. But then stable, normal Cheryl is manipulated into guiltily making amends for it. I guess Do you so. remember when Cheryl re- realized, hey, our entire maple plantation is on stolen colonial land and joins yes. the decolonized protest? Cheryl yeah. takes criticism deeply and overcorrects. I loved this episode, Cheryl. And I truly believe her only regret with Jughead is calling him a hobo once. (laughs) I don't believe that's her only grief, but I believe in the context of that question, that's the only thing she really regrets. Man, is this as close as Riverdale's ever gotten to a sex scene, by the way? Oh, yeah. That, well, I mean, they I also love had... that little hair flip that she does. Like, someone just said, like, <laughs> Cammie, like, your, your hair, can you just move it for the camera? <laughs> you know? I mean, whether someone said that or not, she was conscious. In a, in a in a in a way that is both film true and Veronica true to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. This was this was a, an aggressively cheesecake moment. I love how they subverted it themselves by slipping Hermosa in. Yeah. As also, this is so wildly inappropriate. Hermosa, like, just I just like the like. Okay. So the reason I'm glomming onto this is because we don't like this, like, covering up his ass. That you, yep, your big sister <laughs> objectifying your 17-year-old boyfriend. Yeah, with... it's, like, not cool. It's and we the... and it's only played for comedy because he's a dude and she's a woman. Like, remember the other dynamic involved in that kind of inappropriate behavior, which is adult child. Good day. Thank you for listening to my rant. It's hilarious, though. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, again, slightly dissenting with your rant. Chloe. Okay. Um, only more. because I think they're aware of what they're doing here. Oh, yeah, I've, of course. Like, only because giving Archie that little moment of shy modesty yeah. and naming it, again, was like, we know this is bad. Right. I thought it was a cute send-up of their own their own failings of the past. Yeah. Um, I also, my read on Hermosa, this episode, is that she is baiting Veronica the exact same way Veronica baited Hiram. Mm, that's this is how Veronica has demonstrated she shows love. This is how Hermosa is choosing to ingratiate herself with Veronica and the family. Oh, and that's I believe I believe that's honest bonding for her. That's cool. I love I'm this. into it, that. I'm into that. Like that's mm. the only read that makes sense on her motivations of this episode for me, in that she um, she seems to to be only baiting and biting at Veronica, but ultimately gives her whatever she thinks she wants aggressively 
I'm into that. I'm into that. Um, also, I thought that um, KJ Apa's little, like, uncomfortable look was very real. Agreed. Super well performed. Um, both Veronica and... Veronica and, and uh, Archie had such a great character yeah. layer of not... of, of secrets. Yeah. Also loved the acting from Sean in this episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Sean, mm-hmm. bless your heart. It was such... so fun. I believe the this episode are the scenes he uh, mentions. I'm not sure if it was on or off, uh, Mike, when he was talking about Donna and um, and Brett yes. having alone time and showing their true face a little bit, mm-hmm. and how interesting that in it was and how it informed um, the dynamics. Actually, uh, this is actually the episode that we got bumped to film. <laughs> oh, really? That's funny. <laughs> so um, he came like fresh from set. Uh, from filming something in this episode, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, which is probably why, which, which I'm excited to go back and listen to that conversation thinking this is where the headspace was <laughs> now that we've got That's all the pieces. Totally um, I'm also so excited to revisit this season at the end of the, this arc yeah. to once we know the, the end stroke of Donna and Donna's plan. Yeah. I was thinking, um, since last episode, she is, she's maybe the most, um, developed and engaged character who's not a, who's not a referential name character. I was just thinking that. I was just thinking that. I hope they keep her. Like, I hope that whatever happens next season, this character gets used again as a, as a really interesting, complex, like, kind of scary, like, creepy villain. Mm-hmm. Like, a, a very blatantly sociopathically driven foil to Betty. Like, the level of ambition and manipulation and master planning that Betty displays, Donna's, Donna's in, this, in the same class, mm-hmm. um, which is a very fun, interesting foil character. Um, but I wonder, with the name re- reveal, yeah, if she is going to be an Archie-named character. Name reveal? A, a, a reference to, the, to a comic reference. Every other character who's been that well-developed, I believe, except maybe Dr. Well, Curdle Jr. Didn't, didn't Sean say that the four of them, uh, him, Jonathan, Donna, and Joan, are all references to author names? Yes, but it's hinted this episode that Donna Sweet is not her real name or identity. Oh, 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 And oh, so I oh, wonder right. if Donna Sweet, the mastermind, the brains, mm-hmm. might be... If, if only by, by process of being too well-developed to be completely original for what this show is trying tries to do, usually. E- Evelyn Evernever was not a cult leader That's true. in the comics, but she was a little Archie character. Right, 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 um, right. I'd be interested in another mm-hmm. iteration of a, an older woman pretending to be a high school student. Like, maybe there's... Again? I'm kind of I mean, into that, honestly. And it, and it would make me feel a lot better about this whole, like, lying mm, lying thing. About right. the, like, the fact that she's saying affairs is because she's actually their peer. Right. And not a 17-year-old child who has been, the who is a survivor of statutory sexual assault. Yeah. So. Uh, yes, I get that. Yeah. Um, and you know what? It would be hokey for them to reuse that two seasons in a row, but that's yeah. Uh, they're owning that. They've got five secret siblings. Oh, so they're they're performing for him, but who are yeah. they performing for? Because both of those adults know. Oh, the the video camera. 
Is there a video camera there? Yeah, Betty, uh, when Alice talks to Betty later, she says, I managed to get a few minutes with you without the camera on. Oh, yeah. So this is Alice, and this is where Alice has to know. Oh, this is so funny then, because she's not in on it, and mm-hmm. she's saying to her daughter, like, I know you did it. And Betty's got to be like, <laughs> Mom? <laughs> Mommy? Oh, my God. I mean, Alice Cooper. The ri- Alice Smith, excuse me. The ride or die-ness is flattering, but yeah, the amount of emotions Betty's dealing with at once here, the whiplash, is... <laughs> it's like, seriously, yeah. Mom, I didn't. I was expecting something like that. <laughs> Poor <laughs> Betty. Lord. I can... Yeah, watching this again, it can I can feel the eye roll. It's beautiful. Um... Interesting, interesting, interesting that FP went along with this without telling Alice for so very long. Yeah. Um, given that we know they are schemers together. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like... Oh, I, lo- I love that he's playing this, by the way. It's old school video game. He's like, what are you doing? I like this um, behind the veil um, well-trained dog, Brett. It, um, I think back to the top of the season where Donna warns Jughead, watch out for him, and what a spectacular and effective misdirect that was for both the audience and Jughead. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I'm distracted by this actor's performance. She's good. I like her. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious what else she may have done now. I'm gonna Google her later. Yeah. But I believe, I believe she's local. I, well. I don't know if she's local. I think she at least lives here. That was the impression I came away with. But I think she was also in that other show that uh, that Sean Deppner did. Um, yeah, that, well, that, that was also locally filmed, I believe. The Assassin's Academy. I've just forgotten yeah. what it's called. I yeah. haven't finished watching it, actually. That might be fun to, to do. Once you catch up on Sabrina. So one of my favorite things about this... I'm caught up on Broadchurch mm-hmm. now, so that's very exciting. <laughs> um... Uh, about this moment. I love when villains know what's up and it's the the good mm. guys, quote unquote, who are lying. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I love that. Because Donna's instinct, she's a good villain. Like she of course she knows what's going on. Yeah, and we we're sitting we're sitting in the I don't know place with her, mm-hmm. which is uh, an interesting inversion of perspective in the misdirects and crime drama mm-hmm. genre. Um with her and Brett. Briefly, briefly, briefly. Yeah. Um and Brett, Brett gives us all the insight on her, which yeah. is neat. Do you have a hunch? Um, don't ever undercut me or undermine me. Yeah. The the yeah, it's it's so interesting. Um, There's no way out of this for you. I love. She's like, yeah, this is fun. But like, that's the exact sort of threatening okay, so phone call that Betty makes to amp up. So they're still Game. performing for Alice. I can't remember if Jellybean's on the list of people yes. that know she yes. is. And I appreciated why, it so much. Yeah, I love that Jellybean knows what's up. Because <laughs> she's so cool. I want more, like, I want, like, Jughead and Jellybean, like... Shenanigans? Shenanigans. More innocent so and less traumatic. Uh, like, then Jellybean can handle it, The man. G&G one was a little hardcore. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, but, yes, get Jelly... Let Jellybean in on more schemes. Yeah. There were a lot of collars in this episode, by the way. A lot mm. of collars on Betty. A lot of collars on Veronica. 
it's an it's a unique choice. I like it as a fashion choice. I'm into collars. I completely thought you meant for the first half of that, like collars, like crime crime drama police collars. No. Like, each one of the kids I mean, gets, gets caught by someone in their life and oh. drops the truth. Several of them have fringe also, I need to point out. I'm now noticing that fabulousness. I will yeah. uh, respect, 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 respect. Hey, Hiromasa is wearing pearls and Veronica is not. I know, it's an interesting choice. Yeah. Uh, this is sort of too bad. I mean, what else is new? This is Harry Potter book three noise. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> Archie. Archie has been convicted okay. of murder. You have to go through worse stuff and then you defeat the Dark Lord. It's okay, Archie. <laughs> Archie has been convicted of murder already. Yeah. This ain't a new rumor. It'll pass in a week. It's Riverdale. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Archie's likely killed more people. Yeah. I can't remember if Tony's in on it. I no. don't think she is. Tony is not. Or Tony! She's probably gonna smack Jughead. Rightly so. Be and she also gives, like, the most loving, authentic statement of anyone. Oh, Cheryl is actually annoyed by the tryst, and that's why she says that nasty comment about <laughs> okay, I get it now. I understand. Okay, that's fine. I did not catch that Cheryl the first time either. Cheryl would definitely be jealous. Yeah, Cheryl's no, like, you're right. You are. I think like if that's... Cheryl, if Cheryl were to do non-monogamy, it would be like we're dating as a couple. Like, she doesn't <laughs> trust anyone. I think that's a very valid point. And Tony is like, are you kidding me right now, babe? <laughs> you are a disappointment. Cheryl is matured, but only a tiny bit. And this is a natural Cheryl reaction. Cheryl's, yeah. Cheryl gets to just be her good self for the rest of the semester. Yeah. She's, she's a loving, hot yeah. mess in charge. Yeah. So no Jonathan... Hello, Hi, sweet, sweet pea. pea. He's so good looking. Oh my god. Hi, sweet pea. Um, Brief moment when I saw sweet pea of like the reveal. Oh no, just sweet pea. Nah. <laughs> um, yeah, Joan, no Jonathan. No Jonathan. Maybe they killed him for screwing up the murder. Yeah. Like, it's suggested that he screwed up the actual clonk, maybe? Yeah. Also, the death clonk. Um, I want to have a Betty at any funeral with drama that I attend who just lays down the law. Poor Alice thinks she's actually sitting there for Jughead's <laughs> funeral. I feel so sorry for her. <laughs> and Pop and Tony. Cheryl doesn't care. I mean, well, maybe she cares slightly. She cares. She's crying behind her veil. Yeah. Cheryl is vulnerable to grief and empathetic. Yeah, ooh, good suit on FP, by the way. I like that suit. Mm -hmm. Gonna miss Skeet. Yeah, Gonna that's miss too bad. me some Skeet next season. Maybe I the hope... whole will get filled by, what's his name back there? Um, Keller? Yeah, Keller. I Trent mean, Keller. He's, got, Tom. he's got a job already, right? Isn't he yeah. running a part-time, part-pay gig for Archie? Yeah. Well, I don't uh, think he's going to uh, fill in... Like, I don't think he's going to become sheriff again, but I wonder if yeah. the, like, dad gap is going to be filled by him. Mm, I could roll with that. Yeah. I thought this was a very strange passage. Yeah. I, I think it is hilariously chosen to troll Donna. Yeah. But even so, it's a very strange passage to read at the funeral, and I feel like everyone else in that room mm -hmm. would feel a little awkward. Yes. I noticed that poor Marisol Nichols, Hermione, is just in that crowd for one shot. Yeah. 
like, I can't blame her and Skeet for ditching if they made that call because they are rather underused yeah, in an enormous ensemble. Yeah. And Marisol Nichols was fully a lead episode in season one. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, I wanted like Crown Boss Hermione. Yeah, I, yeah. I wanted it so much. Yeah. I'm curious. This the this is a re, a season recurrent bubbler, the Hiram and uh, FP tension, mm-hmm. with a couple episodes off and a whole different plot line in between every escalation. That's an interesting build. Yeah. Um. I hope, I hope it wraps and takes Hiram away with it. That's what I want. Yeah. But it looks maybe like FP's gonna lose. Yeah, this game, well, this now, round that of the not, game. now that he's not coming back, they have to figure out a way to make that work. Well, just take Hiram out with him. Please. I mean, Please. if they if they can resolve some of the parent noise this season, they've built a lot of parent drama that mm-hmm. I feel like they have chosen not to give focus to in the last two years the mm-hmm. same way. And um, Also, who wears a school uniform to a few? Actually, that could happen, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I also love how um, Jughead's little sister is, like, so good at, like... Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So inappropriate. Yep. She told me. Yep. And he's, and he's used to doing whatever he's told and getting away with it. That's his so. whole thing. Which is great. Which is well played here against them. I like he opens the door for her. And who's this, like, mystery older man? Is that uh Oh, yeah, the, like, teacher? random last human to step out with yeah. them? Good question. Yeah. My first thought was, is that extra body Jonathan the first time through until, apparently, he's dead? Yeah. So they must let Hermosa... Oh, of course they let Hermosa in on it, because... And I love yeah. that her reaction is, like... Please let me do some detective work of my own. Double down. Um, the, another which, caller, just for the record. Leaning into the uh, the this is her attempt to bond with her sister, and they have no other skills. Mm-hmm. Stratagem. Mm-hmm. The only way they know to bond is mess with each other. Is that we're only children? We don't get we're. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know. I don't get it. I mean, which it's also... one of the reasons I'm only going to have one kid, because sibling is such a big mystery to me. They don't know... They didn't know they were not only children, or Veronica at least didn't, so there's... Yeah. I can't imagine surprise sibling. Yeah. I, yeah. I like that... What is on Alice's shirt? What is that? Those are... What, animal print? Are they tigers? I don't know what they are. <laughs> I like that she succeeds in finding the hole in their plot, um, but in doing so, finds a vulnerability that they then, they don't cover it, but they're aware of it. Mm-hmm. Like, Hermosa as the, the like, the cat burglar who you hired to test your security. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. True, true, true. Um... Kevin's not in on it? No. 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 Buddy's not in anything. <laughs> Buddy is only into this, the, the questionable life choices yeah. with filming. Also, yeah, the state of this friendship is not healthy. Mm-hmm. 
I believe Cheryl would completely respect and understand the amount she was manipulated. Yeah. I do not believe Kevin would. Yeah, I think Kevin would be a little annoyed by that. I think he's going to be, be a sad, wounded, sad, wounded, wounded puppy. Yeah. And we won't see it. Because he just well, wants to play we'll, D&D with his friends. Maybe it'll get mixed into the musical episode somehow. Oh, yeah! Kevin gets screen time soon in Hedwig. God, that episode was so good. I'm excited for this this is blah 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 deciding whether or not Jughead's dead um I liked that he got to be kind of voice of fans in this episode I like that they mm-hmm. wrote that in because obviously like yeah I also love this I love this so much I thought this was so great mm-hmm. uh, Kevin is the voice of fans Jughead is the voice of like Reggie Red, yeah thank you Reggie is the voice of just the rest of Riverdale Comfortably taken. Yeah. Just. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great use of his character. Oh, man. Um. Yeah. Legendaire. <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> um, I also. Re- now, this was. This is a neat set sequence of scenes. Yeah. Because they both. There's the misdirect of the flashback, there's yeah. like the triple misdirect with layers of truth in each step. Yeah. So this is all for Cheryl's benefit because they know how Cheryl is going to behave. Totally. Okay. This is the plan. But this having been in the flashback... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's one flashback that we still haven't seen. Which one? Which is when Donna and Brett identify uh, Jughead and Betty and Archie in the police station. So is there more coming? That might be the final... Like, are they going to end up getting framed for Jonathan's murder? Oh. Or something? That could be... I mean, yeah. Yeah? Mm -hmm. I I feel like we're closer than that. I don't know if this is the... I don't know if this can stretch out to the end of the season. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like this might be a penultimate beat. Yeah. More... Given how quickly it's all come together. Yeah. I honestly think... I So I love the note that this episode ends on with these two. Yeah. I thought that was, like... I thought that was really clever. It... it, it um, spectacular job juxtaposing actors playing characters acting several layers deep. Mm-hmm. And then a deeply authentic moment of performance yeah. at the end of the show, the episode, the, uh, the little emoji text moment between these two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like yeah. The, 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 the grain of truth in this makes it such an effective lie. Yeah. And they all know that as well, much as they deny it. Yeah. But they're too smart to play a bad lie. This is all believable. They all know that. Yeah. And Veronica says, it's never crossed my mind. That's... I I took that as a statement of faith. Yeah. But then Archie and Betty said nothing. They all know. Yeah. I love Reggie the gossip here. This is so gross. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Veronica's like, yes, the plot thickens. Mm Mm-hmm. Good, good lipstick on Veronica, by the way. No collar here. This shirt on Cheryl. 
can yeah. I just say? Yes. It's yes. so hard to, to pull off an outfit like this. And she's it's just so good at it. She's great. Those sleeves. The sleeves. I See, I respect that this is true Cheryl. This is Cheryl in her natural habitat, acting in her natural way. Yeah. This is Cheryl's relationship to rumors and truth. This is Cheryl playing yeah. it gentle. Yeah. I love I love this sequence. I love that they're all lying. I was yep. honestly so upset by this when I thought it was real. I was like, oh no. Oh no. I wrote this I was so happy with this performance. I was with it and I <clears throat> the little the little nod that she specifically completely exonerates Betty until Betty says, No, no, I did it. I yeah. enjoyed that. Um, surprise she called Archie out on the Grundy moment. Yeah. That's a bit of a, like, yeah, ooh, we're digging yeah, deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... Like, we're gonna use this. Ooh. Yeah. That was the, that was the one hint of maybe real. But again, Veronica's yeah. laying some <laughs> seeds of mean truth, and they're all spending a little bit. Yeah. Adding a little truth into these lines. This is a fun, like, it's so fun to know, that, like, I'm just, <laughs> these kids, these kids. Mm-hmm. So into it. Cheryl's reaction face. Her, oh, as she sucks up the drama. Yeah. <laughs> meanwhile, Tony's like, well, that's messed up. I'm going to have a real human reaction to this. Oh, Tony. I love this. Again, voice of the fans. Mm-hmm. Also, Alice, what are you doing with your life? Yep. You're gossip blogging your child? I don't like it. It's not into it. Yeah. There are such heights and lows of Alice Smith. Like, she is such a great and terrible and desperate and pathetic mm. person sometimes. Um, but, you know, yeah. they keep her consistently all those things. She is... got layers. She's got layers. Um, this is a fun sequence for Kevin. I liked... I, I, I don't know, I like that. I don't like that it proves that Jughead is definitely dead. Like... Mm-hmm. Letting, um, having first established Kevin as fandom voice and then letting letting him play with the live or dead... Yeah. Uh, ...game, uh, amps up what a game it is. Yeah. And that they know it is. Love these power suits on Donna. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm Fashion mm-hmm. icon right now. I like the way she stalks Betty. It's similar to how Betty stalks other people who she thinks yeah. are guilty. Oh, man. Fashion icons. Sorry, I'm distracted by this great suit they put Donna in. Yeah, that's very well fit, actually. Yeah. That's very well cut and, like, a simple, simple pattern suit. Yeah, yeah. It's good. That Into it. Yeah. There's Donna. strength in simple design. Yeah. I also, like, this, at this point, I was, like, buying this. I was, like, buying everything that was happening. I was, it was honestly a bit of a surprise to me when Jughead showed up at the end of the episode. This episode's great achievement with me was giving me permission to sit in the question. Mm-hmm. Like. I can't, yeah, and I, I agree that I would have liked to sit in it for one more episode. Oh, I, I, I was happy with the reveal because I didn't expect this much sitting with the question. Mm-hmm. Like, they've already outpaced what most shows can manage with Twist uh, in a solid three-episode string of misdirect. Mm-hmm. Um, well built up. 
in a whole genre trope season. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel, I feel like most shows by now I've already decided on what I want to happen. And I don't actually know, even as I was watching this episode, which outcome I was more interested in. Yeah. And that's, that's a neat line to play. Because if Jughead's dead, it would have been a real cool commitment. Jughead living, they made it cool and interesting. Yeah. By putting enough twists and layers and giving us, uh, giving us Donna's insecurity to sit with. Yeah. It's very satisfying to watch Donna fail. Especially because we're watching her fail in a very similar way to how we often watch Betty succeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that Betty kind of comes out on top in this. Like, I don't want Betty to fail. She's too fun a character, and I root for her too much. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but she does face enough challenges, twists, and fresh barriers that she reacts to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so interesting seeing these contextless lead character reactions mm-hmm. uh, than with the post-Hawk reveals. Um, it's such an interesting acting challenge. Yeah, totally. That I think this episode excelled in. See, this is Donna making a Betty bad choice. This is the exact bad choice Betty makes all the time. Go alone into the creepy place with yeah. the flashlight. Confront! Because <laughs> you have to know. <laughs> I, I, like, I was, for a sec, I was like, oh my god, it's gonna be Jughead. And then I was like, oh no, it's Archie, no Jughead's really dead. Like, I was just, I was so on board for all this. Yep, whichever outcome at this point, I, I would have It's nothing to be ashamed it. of, Elizabeth. What a drama queen you are, Alice Cooper. Lord, Alice Smith, whoever you are at this point. <sighs> Maybe Alice is gonna turn out to be another, like, Black Hood and poor Betty. Just poor Betty <laughs> left with Charles as a legal guardian. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, okay, honey. I think... As it turns out. You know, Alice is terrible, but I think she ends on the side of good more than not. Oh, yeah, totally. She does so much bad. She's such a shit disturber. And she is a magical character for stirring the pod in bad directions. But, you know, when, when here we have she her whole documentary, yeah. she twists it of, like, here's the cool new angle. Yeah. And here's the angle that will most support my daughter's plan. Yeah. Doc- like, yeah. She, she can be a team Helen player. Helen masterclass. I love that. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> that is something Veronica would just drop in on on a Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. And now we're into True True. Yeah. There's true, and then there's the true true, and then there's the acting, and then they discuss it and analyze it. Yeah. Something I noticed during this scene, actually, is I like that the show never denies old wacky plots. Like, you still see the bear marks Mm. on Archie. Yep. You still see the tattoo. Like, like the show doesn't try and do anything weird about it. I like that the the body carries the plot on it. That's kind of a cool choice. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, um, yes, I and quite agree. there he is. Ding! Ta-da! Oh, I'm so relieved to see your good-looking face again, Cole Sprouse. I missed this character. I'm good with it. And with, yep, yeah. with the char- with what we've seen from these characters, they've, they've emotionally prepared me to embrace this choice. Yeah. I may have called J'accuse a foul silliness three episodes ago. But they played it out, yeah. and I I think they earned it. 
they pretty well convinced me. I was like, oh my god, what is this show gonna do? Yeah, I was on the ride. Yeah. I wonder if they shot two different versions of this season. One where Jughead died and one where he didn't, and they just gauged the fans' reaction. Oh, they're not that far along. They're not that... <laughs> they're not that far <laughs> along in the season. And also... <coughs> No, because then they would have to be filming the rest of the season with an alternative no jughead option. <laughs> I guess that's true. No one's got that kind of budget. Clever, but no one's I got that kind true. of budget. Aw, she made him a new bee. Even when they do that for real, it's so a publicity stunt. Yeah. The multiple endings thing. Yeah. I So they did actually whack him on the head. Yeah. Uh, they apparently failed to murder him. And that's... I'm guessing what got Jonathan killed. Yeah. Failing to murder Jughead. I hope Jonathan is still alive and hiding in a bunker somewhere. <laughs> Justice for Jonathan. Maybe they've recruited him. Maybe, Maybe. he's under the cot. Justin for, Justice for Jonathan. Aw. Smoopy moments and romantic couple moments. Yeah, but I mean also, like, they're 17 and 18 and we all know this isn't realistic. Yeah? You know. Life changes fast. It's not that this love and relationship is not real strong and stable. It's that at that age, you and life both develop so rapidly. Mm -hmm. Your needs, wants, interests, and sense of self are in such flux yeah. that what you need in a person in a relationship can shift real quick. Yeah. Like, young love's awesome, but young life is unstable. Yeah. And it's, Although apparently yeah. about one in five marriages are high school sweethearts. It'd be interesting to know what the divorce statistics are. Like if one in two marriages mm. end in divorce, how many of those are the high school marriages? Like be like and like I mean that as an open ended question. Like maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like there's been too many variable changes in the last two generations in what marriage means socially for those stats to have. Yeah any significance yeah this is a great moment by the way because like, like i found this very grounding in the fact that like we have this absurd plot going and then but also we have this is such a real tension two people yeah. staring at a phone dot 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 wait 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 yeah short one line message you know they thought about that text yeah and that's that's the that's flirt tension of our age yeah. That's that's a real lovely flirt tension. And I, I don't know if that's how the kids are flirting these days, but that's a real thing for young adults and yeah. uh, people in my age group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that deep consciousness of planned written communication. They can have impassioned mm -hmm. conversations. They do that. But there's something about the late night text or the these little moments of modern intimacy. Yeah. So sweet. So well played. And so well juxtaposed to all of the performative intimacies of the episode. That's yeah. the... That's to me the, the emotional masterstroke of, in this one, is the amount of layers that were carried off uh, in, in a very complicated storytelling way, consistently by the direction, acting, story, uh, writing, and editing of this. Yeah. It's it takes a lot of coordination to keep that many emotional beats, um, this well layered. Yeah. As these last couple of episodes have been. Stop what you're doing, Brett. What is he doing? 
reading anything? Oh, he's polishing his coin collection. Cool. <laughs> that. Um, sloppily swapped saliva with that carrot top Neanderthal. Man, that would be a hard line to get through. Good mm-hmm. thing you're a trained actor, bud. <laughs> uh, now, did they buy three milkshakes specifically to troll Donna? He's built like a superhero. He could wolf it down. Yeah. Brett is taking guesses. Brett's not that swift, and I like it. Brett is yeah. vulnerable to this game. He's okay at playing the game with Jughead. Yeah. Yeah, I and again, I like that she knows what the truth is, but no one is, like, willing to acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the play. That's the beauty of this strategy is yeah. if they let them stew until they crack. It's a game of chicken. And it's Betty versus Donna and their whole teams. Yeah. So he thinks that they... He thinks that the murder actually happened. Yeah, and is so good with it. Yeah. So chill with it. Yeah, like, unless he's sort of, like, repeating the fake facts. I'm the brains of this operation. You should finish him. Mm-hmm. A job to finish. That's interesting. Yeah. What's their job exactly? Yeah. Are you all just children stealing a manuscript? Yeah. The re- I'm I'm excited to see the Donna reveal. Yeah. And what that. I also love how close us. those two actors they had those two actors get. Like it's almost mm. like that gross intimacy of almost a kiss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, it's so threat. Like it was a fun. As intimate as a kiss, but it's a violent threat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what is we- the big reveal? What do we find out about Donna? Caught. This is a bomb. This- I think is what she says. Mm-hmm. So, who is Donna? That, that I suspect, may take us into the, the end season stroke. Yeah. The is she another surprise sibling? <laughs> I, I, nothing's off the table. I'm not going to guess that anything is off the table at this point. Nothing yeah. is real or not real until proven otherwise. Yeah. Schrodinger's Riverdale. Is she actually Mrs. Chipping? Is she actually... What is this? What is it? I want to know. I'm so here for this show right now. What's neat is I'm wondering which of the half a dozen nuggets of plot hook left over floating from the first half of the season is going to be the relevant one. Yeah. And which ones are going to continue to dangle. Like, they've kept Hiram FP dangling effectively. They've got... They've... They've, they have a tree of full of ripe fruit being carefully plucked one at a time in a surprising and novel order. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to do see what they do with the rest of the season. Yeah. Like, I'm here for it. I'm here for whatever experience it is that we're going to have. I really like what they've come out with this year, and I'm like... I'm surprised, and... I do feel like we're, we're getting the payoff of some of those risks. Mm-hmm. Some of those risks that didn't always work in the last few seasons. Yep. And I'm, yeah, I'm here for it. I liked this episode. It gave me, it gave me a lot of things I didn't know I wanted still. 
Brian oh, had man. to sneeze. You get to hear it live. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just going to do a quick abbreviated political rant. Mm-hmm. Um, things are not great here on Unseated, and uh, there are there are there is a treaty actually in place uh, in Victoria, I think, but I don't know if it's the area of Victoria where the legislative building is. Yes, it's um, it's all a great deal to keep track of. Yeah. Um, yeah, things are not good. Um, the Victoria Police Department did not um, behave like their higher selves at 1 a.m. this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there's an, honestly not a lot to say other than this is awful. If you're unaware, um, Indigenous youth in Victoria have been blockading the um, main entrance to our provincial parliament building for... Uh, going on two weeks. They also blocked it during the throne speech quite uh, effectively. And this is a large, widely supported protest. A lot of people from around the region and the islands have been coming out in support. Um, and it's been ongoing. They've been dying the dying the fountain red mm-hmm. uh, as a statement. Um, and very forwardly, boldly, peacefully protesting. Um, want me to tell the story of last night a little bit? Um, sure. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to jump in. Um, mm-hmm. my understanding is that, uh, the indigenous youth, uh, who are gathered there, uh, who are, um, from various nations, um, uh, wished to speak with John Horgan and Scott Fraser, who's the minister for indigenous, R word and reconciliation. I forget what the first Did R just rights and reconciliation? Rights and reconciliation. Maybe? They changed the title literally every yeah, cabinet to make it sound <laughs> a little better. Carolyn Bennett, the federal minister, is the minister of Crown Indigenous Relations, which didn't exist before. Yeah. Canadian minister posts are weird. Yes. They make them up as they go. Um, truly. So I, my understanding is that Scott Fraser actually invited them into his office in anticipation of this morning. So this was last night. Mm-hmm. And when the conversation broke down, the indigenous youth who were already in the building, who had been invited to be there, mm-hmm. chose to occupy his office. Yeah. And um, also having been implied we're having a morning a meeting tomorrow or today or something. Yeah. So um, they were um, removed um, by the Victoria PD from the office, not for trespassing, for mischief. Um, and uh, right to peaceful assembly is um, one of the rights enshrined in the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Um, so that's not cool on that ground, as well as many other reasons besides. But my understanding is that they were not given access to legal counsel. No legal observers were permitted. Um, it was something like five cops to each indigenous youth. There were about five of them. Um, there was a period inside. inside. There were um, hundreds outside yeah, were hundreds of outside. supporters and allies and um, other indigenous folks. Yes. Um, uh, strikingly, um, when the Victoria Police Department moved in to the building, um, they chose to uh, shutter the windows, uh, close the curtains in the office so that anyone outside um, could not see what was going on inside. And um, the indigenous youth were held there in in that state with no legal observers and no access to legal counsel. I don't believe their rights were read to them for several hours. So this is extraordinarily concerning for a number of reasons. Um, and they were then removed, um, I think for the most part, put in separate police wagons. And uh, we do not, at this time, the last time I uh, checked social media, no one knew where they were being taken. And um, police did not give their badge numbers or names uh, in addition to all these other 
um, miscarriages of uh, police work. Does that all sound sketchy to you? Sure sounds sketchy to us. Yes. Um, what There's can... a lot of protocols there that are not yeah. best practices. Yeah, so there's and a lot of sketchy and... stuff. Yeah, so there's violation of um, uh, Canadian uh, law um, and Indigenous law occurring there. So uh, what you can do um, is amplify. There are many accounts on um, Instagram and on Twitter that you can follow. If you search um, the hashtag all eyes on Wet'suwet'en, uh, you will get to have um, information straight from the source and not from a secondary source like Ryan and I. <laughs> um, there are uh, donations you can make. There is amplifying you can do. There are phone calls you can make. There are supporter toolkits on a number of these accounts. Um, mm -hmm. One of the things that I think is very striking about this movement um, is that there have been direct calls put out to white settlers so it's not as if we don't know what we should be doing. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of uh, leaders out there um, who you can engage with personally, directly, mm -hmm. on Twitter, on social media. Um, I find one of the, the most effective ways to, to vet your sources is to begin and follow local voices who you can verify, meet in person at events, at protests, mm -hmm. at festivals. Um, look for the leaders in your community and look for who, who they have curated in their network. Um, and where their information is coming from, because there are a lot of amazing primary sources networking and connecting and talking across, uh, across the continent. Um, a few of my favorite voices at the moment, um, Terrell Tailfeathers is a Blood Tribe Treaty 6 member in the, uh, Central Prairies of Canada, mm -hmm. um, frontline activist in, uh, the conservative heartland, quite, quite outspoken, um, Christy Belcourt and Tio Horn are two artists. Uh, Tio Horn is a podcaster and actress yeah. uh, who are front lines on the Mohawk blockades. Um, Natalie Knight is on the front lines in Vancouver. Yeah. Um, finding direct persons, people who are not just nameless Twitter handle um, or organizations run can be a great way to get a consistent biased vocal lived experience um but to dig in with those with where that comes from yeah um primary sources are always inherently biased but are the best biases are the biases formed by the situation that we can learn from and that can tell us where to look where to start where to dig um yeah find your network find your find your information don't just listen to a summary that some white people gave you on a <laughs> podcast. Yes. Um, I'm going to read out a couple of... Um, a few of your favorite Instagrams? Uh, uh, well, actually, the, so there's a, a local burlesque performer who's indigenous herself, um, who's... Um, uh, I actually don't know what her real name is, but her burlesque name is Sparkle Plenty. Yeah. And she um, posted a wonderful list, um, many of whom I follow. Um, there is one settler um, on this list, um, but uh, my understanding is that they've been a pretty significant accomplice to especially the folks, the Indigenous youth organizing in Victoria. Um, and they're on this person's list, so I'm going to share this. So it's at tapioca underscore starch. There's at G.G. Mowat, M-O-W-A-T-T. There's at C.M. Hamilton, uh, S-I-I-A-M. Uh, Decolonial Meme Queens, who I believe are local to um, unceded Tsleil-Waututh and Musqueam Squamish territory. 
um, at Morgan Mowat, M-O-W-A-T-T, Takaya Blaney, so that's T-A-K-A-I-Y-A dot Blaney, B-L-A-N-E-Y. Um, then there's at Indigenous Youth for Wet'suwet'en. Wet'suwet'en is W-E-T-S-U-W-E-T-E-N. Uh, then there's Gidimten underscore checkpoint, and Gidimten is G-I-D-I-M-T-E-N. Learn more from the source. Learn more from the source. Learn more from the live views and live casts of this police violence. You can watch the arrests. They yeah. were live streamed. They are recorded. Um, Colin Sutherland Wilson is a Gitsun activist, a young man uh, he was who arrested. was arrested last night. Arrested you can follow morning. him directly. Wilson underscore Colin with a K on uh, Twitter. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, dig I, in. I, dig in. Um, I think Ryan and I also do want to acknowledge our privilege in, in being able to check out of this. Like, we, mm. we get to choose whether or not mm. we're here. We are not born political in the way that indigenous people are obliged to be. Yeah. Um, I don't really know that there's anything I want to say or do with that, but I think it's important, or, or add to that or do with that, mm. but I think it's important to acknowledge that we get to watch this on our Instagram and Twitter feeds. And Yeah. And not, like, not feel like the threat is coming for us, you know? We have to go to events. It doesn't come to our homes. Yeah, exactly. Um, in the same way that it is coming to yeah. many indigenous homes, um, yeah. specifically people who live in Gatumpton, Unistoten. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It comes to them. Um, so making the act of choice as much, as much, as much, as much as you can to mm-hmm. look and to pay attention... Uh, if you, like us, have that privilege and that safety to take a breather, uh, remember to wait in when you yeah. can. Um, and also just want to uh, reground ourselves and uh, acknowledge that most shots of land in Riverdale, the show, and in Sabrina, the show, which we talk about quite a bit on this podcast and what this podcast is for, mm-hmm. um, are all unceded territories for yes. the most part. There might be a couple of treaty territories thrown in there that I don't know about, but for the most part, unceded territory um, that is on maps is Canada. We should do a little research into some of the nations that are likely filmed on. Like, I know that yeah. um, in addition to the Squamish, Musqueam, and Tsleil-Waututh nations, which make up uh, what's usually called Vancouver on a map, mm-hmm. um, there are... Uh, the Stolo Nation makes up a great deal of the interior territory. Mm-hmm, 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 um, mm-hmm. Coquitlam... Nation. Yeah. Um, what nation is out in Chilliwack and Langley? Is that Stolo? Mm, no, I apologize for not knowing. I want to. S- I, I've given this land acknowledgement, but it was a while ago for a touring show. Um, but that's something we are going to dig and chat a little bit more about in the future. Some of the other nations whose land is in Riverdale, yeah. and uh, some other uh, words and places and important things to to look up and know, yeah. just like you would actor credits. Exactly. I'm going to Google Donna Sweet. Figure out what that rape river is. Yeah. It's important. It has a name. Let's learn it. Yeah. Okay, gang. Okay. I'm deflated for the moment. Let's go back to our crime drama next week and more politics. Yep. Thanks, gang. I'm Ryan. I'm Chloe. Take care.